Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. So tonight, I've been teaching on, last Tuesday, we really start teaching on how to walk in health, right? And how to defeat the enemy and stop him. So I really felt like God is going to be teaching us more and more on healing and praying for the sick and all on Tuesday nights. So as I was praying today and had a great time with God today, oh, <laughs> I love him. He's like, I had a great time with you too. Oh, Whew. thank you, Jesus. So let's go to Matthew 10. All right, so I'm just going to read it, and then we're going to talk about it, okay? And having called his 12 disciples, he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every weakness of body. So Jesus Christ called his 12 disciples, and he gave them authority. How many know Jesus did the same thing before he was taken up? And he gave his authority to the church. Amen. And he told the church, he told his followers, now go and wait until power comes on you. I want everybody here and those watching and listening, you need to spend some time every single week, but every day would be nice, asking God to pour his power on you. Oh, the church is pretty powerless, okay? If this first labor pain that the church has been going through since 2020 is any indicator, we have a lot more talk than we have power. Amen? Amen? The church has lost many Christians during this time, many Christian leaders, and there's been a lot more talk. It's easy to talk until you're really in the battle. And then all of a sudden you, you really face a real demonic force plus your human fallen nature and the human fallen nature on doctors and nurses and other people, right? And all of a sudden, you realize your words are powerless unless you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you spend time being anointed by the Holy Spirit. The word anointed means to be rubbed on with the oil of God by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And that's where you get power. And you need to want power and set a time, set time aside to ask God to empower you. Amen? And you need motives that you're not trying to do it to, you know, get rich or you know, be famous. You just want Holy Spirit to reveal Christ to a hurting world. Amen. And you want to walk in the authority he's given you. Does everybody got that? Now, I know if I went around and asked, you, a lot of you have spent time in worship and you've watched some YouTube teaching and you probably listened to some of our teaching. Some of you hopefully opened your Bibles. 
But I want you to get the understanding. I need to spend time asking and believing in faith for the Holy Spirit to put his oil into my life and to empower me. Amen? And, and you can have worship with that and read the Bible with that. But we have a God who responds to what we ask for. And sometimes I don't think people know what to ask for. Amen? And then we get in a situation where we need to heal, walk in health, or we want somebody we love healed, and there's no anointing to do it. And if we renewed our minds, we might know what to say, right? But when it gets right to it, it's so easy to think you got it until you're in a situation where all of a sudden you know what you're doing is empty. Amen? And you know also when what you have is anointed, how? And what you're doing and saying and even sending people in messages is anointed. None of this matters unless there is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen? That is the supernatural power of God breaking through the natural realm. The anointing is the supernatural power of God breaking through the natural. The entire world, except for born-again believers who are anointed, only have what the doctors can do. Only have what medicine can do. We need to start wanting the anointing more than we want medicine in our medicine cabinets. Amen? We need to start wanting the anointing more than we want to go to a counselor. Amen? We need to start wanting the anointing for everything. I actually get an anointing to clean. And when I get an anointing to clean, I enjoy cleaning. I'm hanging out with God cleaning, and things get so clean. I, when I get anointed to clean, I can clean in an hour what would normally take me two days and cause a gigantic mess. When I try to clean and I'm not in the anointing, I make more mess. And then you're so tired and you look at it like, what happened? But when you're anointed, it just happens. Thank goodness, you know, although I was doing the renovation almost in January, I felt like I missed a month, even though I did come to most meetings, but then I'd go right back. But I was so anointed to clean that much. I mean, I cleaned this, and I cleaned that, and I did this, and I, I even was anointed to paint, and I don't paint. There was a place of drips. I, that was just to always be my signature mark that I did this. Amen. Because <laughs> it was too far where I had to reach across. I couldn't reach. So when everything's painted, you can't reach it <laughs> to get the drips off. So you just got to sit there and watch the drips dry. Anyway, thank you. I could sand them later, but that didn't work. But anyhow, but I kind of like the drips now. That's my little signature. All right. After having called his 12 disciples, he gave them authority. So authority comes from being a disciple of Jesus Christ. What's disciple mean? Someone who is purposely being taught by Jesus. That's a disciple. Amen? 
Someone who has made the decision to learn the ways of God and to be discipled by the Lord. Amen? Now, how do we get discipled by the Lord now that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father? We get discipled by the Lord now by yielding to his Holy Spirit living in us and being trained up however he wants us trained up. And it's not going to be necessarily sitting in the same pew at the same seat every Sunday morning. That's not being a disciple. That's probably being a spectator. Can I get an amen? A disciple is going to know, oh, I know I need to go to this conference. I need to read this. I want to watch that. I need to see what's going on here. There's a Holy Spirit as your teacher. A disciple knows the Holy Spirit as the teacher. The early disciples knew Jesus Christ, full of the Holy Spirit, amen, as the teacher, amen? A disciple has a teacher. He is the Holy Spirit, and he will teach through his fivefold ministry, amen? Amen. Y'all are all so quiet. I was like, does nobody get this? Come on. Act like you got some life in you. He gave them authority over unclean spirits that they could cast those out. Can I tell you, we are living in a day where we better have some authority over unclean spirits. Now, he, he gave them authority to heal every disease and every weakness of the body. Let me just read this in um, King James. And when he caught upon him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Okay, does everybody get that? Jesus Christ gave his disciples authority to cast out demons, to completely do away with unclean spirits by casting them out. Amen? And he gave them He gave them. Um, the ability and the gift and the power to heal every manner of sickness and every manner of disease. Isn't that awesome? So we do not become afraid of any disease, of any plague that's coming. Amen? We are in labor pain number one of a very probably long labor before the return of Christ. Amen? And so we need to recognize, I've got to get to a place where I am walking in divine health. I've got to get to a place where I am not afraid of any sickness. I'm not afraid to pray for anyone who's sick. Amen? But I'm going to do it with authority and know it's going to work. Amen? All right. So the first thing is, he has given us authority. I've been given authority against demons to cast them out. And to heal every sickness and every disease. Jesus Christ gave me that authority. Amen? The one who does it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in you is the power of God to bring deliverance and healing on the earth. Amen? That's why we're his body. I want you to become 
so extremely sensitive to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Ho! Amen? I want you to actually start talking to him during your day. If you don't know much about him, go read about him in the word. Just do a word search on Holy Spirit and see who he is and what he does. Begin to recognize that it is him. This is his time. This is his time on planet earth to shine. Jesus is seated in heavenly places. Amen. We're in heavenly places with Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit, bringing us there in the spirit realm. Amen. But Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding for what? For the work of the Holy Spirit on the planet now to bring forth what the Father wants for the Father's glory. Amen. So we need to quit being shy about Holy Spirit. When I shake, ho, like that, ho. Like that. <laughs> I know you're funny. That is the Holy Spirit, ho, <laughs> inside of me. Amen? That's the Holy Spirit inside of me. Now, people can have a counterfeit, and you don't want that because that's an unholy spirit in somebody. Amen? But I know this is the Holy Spirit in me. Amen? I know when he came in me with signs and wonders at a Benny Hinn crusade. I know how he's changed me. I know I'm baptized by his Holy Spirit. Amen? You want to be baptized. What does it mean? I want to be completely submerged in his Holy Spirit. I want him in me, around me, outside of me. I want everything about my life to be completely, completely Holy Spirit based. Amen? That's why I don't want to do unholy things. That's why I don't want to be in sin. That's why I don't want, you cannot do both. You can't do both. He's not going to anoint you and be close to you when you're acting like the devil. If you do not have the fruit of love, go read what love is. You could go wherever it's 2 Corinthians 13 or 1 Corinthians 13, wherever that is. But you can go find it, and you can look at that. You ought to do a love check. Does not keep record of wrongs. If you keep records of wrongs, you're not walking in love. If you're not kind, you're not walking in love. If you're not patient, amen. Go really look at that sometimes. You need to look at that. Because you cannot have the fruit of the Spirit because you know about him in your head. You have the fruit of the Spirit because of what he does inside of your heart. Amen? Where your spirit and your soul come in agreement. Holy Spirit is right there doing a work. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. Go study about love. We don't have time tonight to look at that. Stop. Look at how you react to things. Look at how you react to people. Look at how you react to whatever and really stop and don't make any room for hiding it. God already knows if it's his love in you or if it's something else. Amen. And ask God for love. And write those things down that aren't love, that are in your life, and hate it. And then do whatever you have to do, led by Holy Spirit, to stop. Let go of your high expectations. What never fails? Love. love never fails. It may take a while for you to see where it didn't fail in a situation. I mean, I've seen one of my sons go through a rebellion in his later high school and pretty much was gone by college, thank God. And it was very painful. But all I did is walk in love. 
not criticize, not put down, not humiliate around people. It was hard because who does this kid think he is? Why is he doing this? Why is he trying to punish me? You know, what's going on here? But you have to go and spend time with God and die to self. Love never fails. Amen? So you need to really spend time looking over the scriptures on love and really write them down, do a study, and see, is this love? Amen? It doesn't boast about self. It's not trying to feel puffed up about itself. Come on, all of us know we need to let God deal with some stuff in us that's not love. Amen? And we want an increase in love. Love. If it's Holy Spirit that you're hanging out with and not just intellectually reading the word or hearing other teachers, you're going to have some sincere love going on in your heart. I love more deeply now than I've ever loved in my life. I'm amazed at how much I love the body of Christ. I'm amazed. Of, I don't know for sure how God did it, but he's answered my prayers and he's done it to where I really, really want people in the body of Christ, even leaders who believe terrible doctrine, I still want them to not fail. I don't want the devil killing anybody else in the body of Christ. Amen? I want, God wants his body to be one. One, just one body of believers. Amen? He, does, he never says he wants a bunch of tribes, to be quite honest. He wants a body that works together and glorifies him. Amen. Having called his 12 disciples, he gave them authority of our unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal every disease and every weakness of the body. I like the way that's worded. Every weakness of the body. The names of the 12 apostles, and we won't go into all those, so those are the names of the 12 apostles. Go down to um, Matthew 10, 5. Jesus sent these 12 out. Charging them, saying, do not go into the way of the nations. Do not go into Samarita, Samarita, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. All right. When God begins to send you out, what your calling is, it should be probably have to do with where you work. It's probably going to have to do with where you live. Amen. It's going to have to do. He has to give you that calling. He's very clear here. I want you to go here. I'm not calling you to go there. So when, when I get invitations to go to other nations, I don't go. I knew when the Lord called me to go to the Philippines. Amen. I knew when he then called me to go to Uganda. I knew when he called me to go to India. I was shocked at all of those. I had a dream to show me to go to India before the end of the year of that year. Um, I had such a powerful connection with Pastor, or really Apostle Fred, and we started sharing. There was nothing in my heart at all that ever wanted to go to Africa. And the Lord said, you're going to Africa. They don't have a beach there. <laughs> they don't have the great food there, like the Philippines, amen. And the, Lord, the Lord's not really that concerned about all that, amen. I do get to have a pretty good time most of the places I go in the Philippines now, Amen. But he, he, he told me to go there, amen? When I was reading Ezekiel the last couple of nights, 
And Ezekiel had a very specific calling. Ezekiel, the Bible says he was called to those who spoke his same language. He was not called to many who did not speak his language. And the Lord said, that's you. You're mainly called to speak people who speak English. It's funny, even the people in the Philippines that I mainly go to all speak pretty good English. And I don't go to India and Uganda that much um, as I do the Philippines. And almost all the pastors and leaders that we speak to, that we have on Zoom and all, in the Philippines all speak English. And I know, and he, he was called to go only to, um, to, to God's people, Ezekiel was. Well, that's what Lord told me. You are called to the church. So I'm really not an evangelist. I'm really called to go and bring truth and mature to help the church to mature. Amen? So I want you to begin to know, where is he calling me? And when is he calling me? And, and you need to start spending some time caring about that. It's the same like, um, I know someone here is an, is an awesome counselor. And so they had to find out, who is it I feel led to talk to? They don't counsel just everybody. I've watched them go through different seasons of counseling different specific things, amen? But, but you're gonna, he's going to fine-tune who, this church isn't, everybody's not called to this church. Amen? But he knows who is called, and the ones who are called know they're called, and they know they, God does something here. Amen? So, so what, what is he saying in this? Jesus is giving those specific instructions that he's going to call them, he's going to send them, he's going to show them where to go. We all act like we should just go out and we can do whatever. That's not biblical. Amen? We're going to have an anointing to do what he's called us to. And we need to start opening our minds and opening our hearts and opening our thinking to, Lord, show me who I'm called to. Show me what you want me to do. And I want to be anointed. Amen. I want to be anointed. I want power. All right. So Jesus sent the 12 out, charging them, and tells them where to go and where not to go. All right. He's very specific. And going on, proclaimed, saying, the kingdom of heaven has drawn near. Now, I want you to see this. When he sends you out, whether it's where you work, people who come into your business, at your family reunions, if you go out as an evangelist, when he sends you out, your purpose is to let people know about his kingdom. Amen? The reason that they just throw stuff in our dumpster, don't worry about it. I think we bought a bigger dumpster now anyway. That's always great for Karen to have to edit anyway. <laughs> yes, we have a dumpster. No, don't bring your stuff and throw it in there. All right. Anyway. So do you understand what I'm saying? Holy Spirit is in charge of all this. Amen? And Jesus Jesus is ever interceding at the right hand of the Father, and he's ever speaking to the Holy Spirit. He's ever speaking to the Holy Spirit what the plan of God is for your life, what the plan of God is for my life, what the plan of God is for this. And what he wants us to do is to be his body down here, revealing what they're talking about. Amen? Can you actually imagine Father, Son, Holy Spirit up there saying, no, we don't want to heal that one. He's not going to say that. Amen? 
He's not going to say that. He's going to give away. He's, it's going to be more of a conversation of, okay, the Father sees him healed. The enemy's attacked. Holy Spirit, we need to get them to this meeting. We need this person to pray for them. We need them to get to this understanding of Scripture. We need them to repent of this so that healing can come. Amen? Do you see that? There actually is a conversation with a powerful God going on about how to bring us to the place of victory. God is glorified when we get the victory in in his power, in his name. Amen? That's how he's glorified. That's what he's about. Amen? He says he wants that nuns to perish. So we need to start asking, Lord, how do I have the anointing and the authority and the power to see these people that you put in my heart saved? God wants us to change all of our mindset from just getting by and then going to church some. He wants us to see that he lives inside of us. There is a reason you're talking to the person you're talking to. There should be a reason you're working where you're working. There should be a reason, a powerful God kind of reason, amen, of what he wants you to do in your school. Satan's done everything he can with this big attack globally to try to Take the power of the church, scatter the church, make the church not know who she is in Christ, stop people from gathering together, anything he can to stop believers from coming together and being built up in their most holy faith. Amen? He lost here. He lost here. But as time this place grows, there's got to be more than this many people who need to be healed, delivered, set free, and matured in the things of God. Amen? But you need to start being sensitive. When is the Holy Spirit telling you to invite somebody, to share what's going on here, to share your testimony? Now, we do have cards in the back there. We've had them forever that you can hand out that give the address and the, the meetings and that kind of thing. Amen? All right. Jesus says that when you go, proclaim the kingdom of heaven has drawn near. So we need to be proclaiming about the kingdom of heaven. Like we, we have, you have to understand, seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. We need to understand the kingdom of heaven. So on Sunday mornings, we're going to have to teach that some. On Friday nights, some. there's so much to teach, isn't there? And I, I really believe, I feel in my spirit that most of you have got ears to hear now. And you're not just here, poor you, victim you, and somebody help you. But you're kind of ready to find out what God wants you to do for his glory. Amen? All right. He says, now, go proclaim the kingdom of heaven has drawn near. And because you're proclaiming about the kingdom of heaven, heal the sick. Cleanse leopards. Raise dead ones. Cast out demons. You freely receive, now freely give it out. How many know the church has a ways to go? Amen. We do. We have a ways to go. We, we think, oh, we're doing all this because we have a charismatic meeting and we feel the presence of God. God. Jesus is saying, look, I want you to be sent by me. I want you anointed by my spirit. And I want you to preach my kingdom. 
And when you preach and proclaim my kingdom, I'm going to give you the power and the authority to heal sickness and disease, to cast out demons, and to reveal my kingdom. See, when we do those things, we're actually revealing that his kingdom is real. Right? See, we as believers are not supposed to be confused about his kingdom being real. That's what we talked about on Sunday in the book of James. Believers, if, they're not, if they need healing and they can't go to God and get healing, they need to go to the elders, the mature people, and find out where they have a sin issue, according to Scripture. And then they talk about it and deal with it. And then the, the faith of those who know them, the faith of those who know God, know them, and can see that they're listening, can see that they're getting free, can see that they want to change. Amen? That prayer re- releases, brings healing. How cool is that? But he, he, doesn't, he tells them now, now go out there, go to your family reunions, go to your workplace, go to the line at the shopping center. Now, why does the devil wants everybody six feet apart? He's never heard how loud I can talk. Amen. I've been on airplanes and telling my testimony and talking about what God has done to where the entire plane was quiet and people were crying during part of it. I've almost had one man, I didn't know he had lost a child. He had just lost a baby, he and his wife. I was telling my testimony, and I was sharing. I gave him my book, and he starts crying. And as we're getting ready to leave, he gives me a big hug, and the plane almost starts clapping. Because when you're anointed, people want to hear what you have to say. But when you're trying to shove Jesus down people's throat, and it's not the anointing, it's your arrogance, you turn everybody off. Amen? mm. Without lying to people, if you would start declaring the kingdom and treating people as if their name is probably written in the Lamb's Book of Life, or why are you talking to them? Don't make everybody, don't act like you're so superior and, and then with that haughty attitude expect people to accept Christ. Amen? Just tell them about the kingdom. Just tell them about the kingdom. Learn about the kingdom. Why, why aren't you afraid? I mean, my, my, my one doctor who I, was new age, but I think she might have got saved because she last, I talked to her last time. I get a yearly checkup, and she was like, well, bless you, and all this kind of stuff. Like, she's never said these words before. And every time, I told you, every time she looks at my um, medical numbers, they're miraculous. She said, I have a thyroid like a 20-year-old. She said, my thyroid is better than her college-age child. She goes, that, that's supposed to be impossible at your age. All the things she told me that were going to get worse and worse over time, I've gone over 10 years, and I'm not that young, haven't gotten worse. They've even, most of them have gotten better. Some of them have gotten a lot better, and a lot of them have stayed the same. Nothing that's supposed to happen to me because I'm old or is happening. And she's amazed. She goes, I always love looking at your number. I said, that's because God wants you to see how powerful he is. And somewhere along the line, I think she believes in him now. She loves talking to me. But if you're not preaching the kingdom and you go in with a holier-than-thou attitude, nobody wants to hear. We have got to get rid of the judgmental bunch of mess in the body of Christ. 
Who are you to judge another man's servant? For to his master he will stand or he will fall, and God will make him stand. We've got to start being the ones who want everybody to stand. Amen? We're going to want them to stand. We're going to want them to overcome. We're going to want to see people saved. We're going to want to see the ones who have the crazy tattoos and the crazy hairdos and the and, and just demonic stuff all over them. We want to see them free. Why do we have to cast out demons if we're not supposed to find people who got some demons? We need the anointing. We need to make it a priority to ask for the anointing. We need to give ourselves time to sit in the presence of God. And it has nothing to do with your IQ. Your IQ might get in the way. It has to do with your hunger. Do you want to be the bride? Jesus is very clear in his parable. And if he's telling the truth, which he probably isn't just making up something randomly, right? So when Jesus talks about the bride, I think we ought to listen and build what we believe about the bride of Christ on that instead of some theologian, just to be honest. I don't even care what theologians say. I just got to be honest. I haven't seen much power in all the stuff they're saying. But Jesus says that when it comes time to call the bride, only they, they wake up, their Shakti's coming, but only half of the bride, half of the virgins, half of those who, who really are saved, have oil. And the other ones are scrambling, quickly trying to get it because they didn't recognize the labor veins that started. They thought everything was okay. They didn't get that just going to the same church every Sunday morning that they've been going to for years wasn't getting oil. Can I get an amen? And so all of a sudden they're scrambling to try to buy oil. But guess what? It's too late. I would definitely take these labor pains that started in 2020 as God saying, it's time, you better get some oil. Plus, why don't you want oil anyway? You only get oil spending time with the Holy Spirit. Don't listen to people who say if you hang around them, you get their mantle. You don't want their mantle, you want the Holy Spirit. They need to get free from covering doctrine. I, I don't lay hands on you, say, now you're going to give to this ministry and you'll have my anointing. No, you won't. You only get the anointing when you hang out with Jesus and the Holy Spirit who will usher you into revelation of the Heavenly Father where the power of God is. Amen. Ho! That's how you get it. Amen. We've spent so much time trying to get oil without, we're like the fast food place. Oh, I bet this has really hurt things since 2020 and nobody can lay hands on you and you can't go to a big conference and stay in the line all, you know, for an hour so somebody can pray. Now, I'm totally cool with staying in line and getting prayer. My, me and Karen used to be then the prayer anointing hogs. I mean, we get one line for a guest speaker and run over to a big enough church and get in line again. Until they start realizing, we don't see in this face. <laughs> Except for Karen, whenever she went down, she's always the last up. If you went with Karen, you had to kind of start whispering and kicking at her like after an hour. Come on, we're going to go home. Got to go home. 
we'll, we'll, we'll throw you in the car and, you know, <laughs> he tried to get her up. She didn't care. She was out. Amen? And I believe that there's a hunger. But let me say this. And I could, I could talk for Karen and I in this. We never went up because we wanted what that person had. We went up because we wanted an encounter with Jesus Christ. He brought us to that meeting. And we knew. And we would get zapped in the Holy Ghost if nobody else in the whole place got zapped in the Holy Ghost. Because we were hungry. And I, I don't think I've ever gone up wanting somebody else's anointing. There's only one anointing I want. It's the anointing that comes from spending time with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And he can do whatever he wants with me. Whenever he wants, however he wants. I just want to be ready to say, yes, let's do that. Jesus said he only did what he saw his father doing. I want to get to such a place that the Father will be doing more things and showing me. Amen? Because why would he show me if he knows I don't have oil and he knows I don't have faith and he knows I'm not going to step out in obedience? Why should he show me what he wants done? Amen? I think he's going to start showing us more things and we are going to have to step out in faith. And you don't stop stepping out in faith because it doesn't work one time. Maybe he's just seeing if you'll step out in faith. Amen? If the devil can make you not ever step out again because it, quote, didn't seem to work, as if it's all up to you, then he's got you where he wants you. Amen? You've just got to decide, I'm believing God's word. I'm just going to go deeper in God. I'm going to spend more time in the anointing. And, and at some point, I'm going to really move into that place God's called me to move into. Amen? All right. So we're going to learn about the kingdom of heaven this year. And we're going to realize when we preach on the kingdom of heaven and we proclaim to people, hey, Jesus really died on the cross. His Holy Spirit is alive. His Holy Spirit lives in me. I am in his kingdom. I've been taken from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And therefore, I'm going to lay hands on you right now, and you're going to be healed. Now, can I tell you something about this? That's talking to people who aren't saved. Wow, that would really bring an increase in the amount of people saved, wouldn't it? We've, we've spent more years, the last years, everybody just trying to do all this inside the church walls instead of realizing we're supposed to be trained and equipped in here to go out there and watch God be God and, and get, get the heart of God to do this thing. All right, never charge for this. He said, you got it for free, now give it away for free. And I believe a lot of churches have closed down in 2020 and some more are going to be closing down the upcoming year because they don't give freely. I think conferences were canceled all over the world because people were charging too much for conferences. He says, freely, I gave you this, now freely give it out. So you have to start trusting God to pay for things. 
And most of the church doesn't do that. And I do believe, and I will just say this, there is coming a great shaking on all these ministries that have a mixed motive of money and not trusting God. There's just no way God's going to say, we only want to minister to those who can afford $150 to come. At the same time, we've got to begin to be generous. We've got to begin to recognize the Lord wants me to give this. I'm going to give this. I want to pay for this. I want them to be able to go to nations. I want them to be able to, uh, to do what God has them do. And not judging all that. Amen? But to begin to be a generous people and see what God does with it all. All right. He says, do not provide gold, silver, nor copper in your own belts, nor provision, or no provision bags for the road. Don't even bring two tunics, sandals. For the worker is worthy of his food. He's basically saying people are going to take care of you when you step out and do what I call you to do. And I have to be honest, I bring a big suitcase when I go overseas. Because I like my Tiva sandals. Just saying. And uh, I like my own stuff. But if he tells me, well, let's say this. If he translates me somewhere, Without anything, I'm going to be totally dependent upon this scripture, aren't I? Or if my luggage, let me, let me tell you how much God doesn't mind me having my stuff. I'm going to tell you a really cool story. Some of you probably heard this. This is a really cool story. So I remember, I know, I know the Whites were with us, or Karen White. We must have been going to the Philippines. And uh, the whole thing was weird. I mean, there was some witchcraft involved. They they really tried to get us to miss our flight and tried to tell us to go find this other flight. And I just felt led of God not to believe them. So we got to the airport just in time. The flight was never canceled that somebody called and told us was canceled. So it was really a strange. I think it was that same time. It was a real mess. Remember that, Karen? This is a real mess. All right, so we finally get there wherever we're. And they're, they're changing. They're taking our luggage. Oh, we went on one of those little planes where they then are going to connect us to a big plane. But we saw our luggage kind of go by, and it wasn't like getting on the big plane. So, oh, and they took our bags, because um, it was such a little pain, and they took our bags, and you're suppo they're supposed to tag them and all this, and you're supposed to get them. They're your carry-ons, and we're going like, we're going to be a long time getting where we were going. And basically, they never tagged them or anything, which meant they were throwing them all away. So the Lord told me, go get your bag. So I went up to the lady because I really wanted my iPad for um, sitting on the plane for that long. And I wanted my toothbrush and I wanted my snacks. I wanted all my stuff. I'm going to be sitting on a plane for quite a long time. Amen. And so I... I this is such a funny story. I love God. So he really doesn't mind me having my stuff because he proved it this time. So we're there, and we're literally watching our stuff go, like to not the plane. So I go up to the lady, and I'm like, excuse me, that's my luggage, I mean my carry-ons, and I need it. She said, well, <laughs> she, so she took the tag. She says, they didn't give you a tag? 
I said, no, they, they put us on the plane and made up this story and just didn't tag it or anything. She goes, well, then it's just going to go to the get trashed, be destroyed. I said, that's it right there. I see that's our plane. That's our luggage. I said, I said, I have some medicine that I have to have, which were vitamins, but anyhow, um, that's in there. And I said, and you have to get me my carry-on. And the Lord's like, the Lord says, stand your ground, just stand your ground. She goes, what? I said, that's my carry-on. They were supposed to give it back to me. I'm going on a long flight. I won't, I won't be where I'm going for like 24 hours. I need my bag. There's, there's some medicine in there I need. Your medicine's in that bag? Yes, because it's my carry-on, and they're supposed to give it back to me. She's like, and I'm just praying. The Lord's like, stand your ground. And I said, I need that. It's right there. I see it. So she runs. She's calling around. They found them. But it held the whole flight up. We didn't care. We had 30-some hours anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so we're sitting in there, and they call from the front. The whole flight's held up. We didn't tell anybody it was us. And they said, oh, I saw my piece of luggage sitting on the ramp, and nobody would touch it. So I look out, and I said, mine's a bright red. I said, I said, wait, that's my piece of luggage right there. That's my carry-on. So they're like, oh, oh, the whole plane's already waiting a half hour. So they call me. They said, well, so the lady comes. She goes, they said, um, I don't know if they didn't have my name on it. They said, well, come and get your luggage. So I go there. Nobody would touch it because they didn't put it back through security. It wasn't supposed to be there. It's raining on it, and it's just sitting there. And all I'm like, we can't touch it. I said, well, I'm touching it. That's my, that's my luggage. So I went and got it, and I brought it back. I'm really sneaky, though. I knew they were going to come get me in a minute. So I had already packed everything in a purse that goes under the seat. I pull the purse out, stick it under the seat, and then like, they'll come back. They go, ma'am, we're going to keep that for you, but we've got to keep it up front. We can't let you have it. I'm like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> And, and um, finally, we took off, and I had all my stuff. Unfortunately, nobody else in our group, they, we, they did get all their carry-ons on the plane, but none of them got their stuff. And I'm saying this because God kept telling me, stand your ground. So, so what's key? You've got to hear God, and you've got to care. Know that he cares. He'll hold the whole plane up to give you your stuff. And I didn't lie to anybody. They didn't ask me, did you take anything out of that? <laughs> they didn't ask. I was fast, too. It was like, they're like running back down. Excuse me, we need to take your carry-on. We're going to keep it, but it's going to be up front since it hasn't gone through security. Okay, fine. I mean, how can God get your carry-on sitting out there on the ramp and nobody will touch it? Because they don't even know how it got there. I think somebody brought it. I don't think it was an angel. I, I don't know what happened. All I know is I got my carry-on. The good thing is we all found out when we got back that all their carry-on didn't help them for the trip there, but they had it, you know, for the rest of the thing. I, I'm just saying this because God, it's, this scripture is not about don't have anything. This scripture is about trust God. This scripture is about don't be bogged down with trying to figure everything out and how will you take care of yourself, God will take care of you. Amen? And if he ever sends you somewhere and you don't have your stuff, he's going to take care of you. Um, 
I won't say who because he gets embarrassed. But somebody here went with us to the Philippines once and got pickpocketed really bad. And all their money was taken like in the first day or so. And um, and it was another whole story. I could tell you all so many stories. The, these people were purposely targeting us. They purposely know how to go through a big crowd and distract you while they pickpocket you. And um, so when this was happening, the men with our group went to report it to the police, who won't do anything. You have to pay the police more than you had in your wallet, and then they're not going to do anything. Well, as women, we were going, and we didn't know the pickpockets were following us. Because first of all, I missed it because I was, I was never exchange money in a mall in a third world nation, probably anywhere. And it's just glass. Everybody's, they can tell we're not Filipinos. And so, the, and they're handing out, I mean, I have to get big bucks. You can't use charge cards and you can't use gift cards. You know, you got to have cash. So I'm getting cash exchange and then they're counting it all out. You're like, stop, you know, and they're like, what, like what's a dollar here is like 50 things there. <laughs> so you, you know, anyway. And I was trying not to be cautious. I, I was like, Lord, I get too in control and I think too much. So I was just, <sighs> I learned my lesson. And I kept seeing these men um, look over the counter, look through the window at us. I thought, I'm not going to say anything. I'm thinking, I'm just not going to be paranoid. I'm not going to try. And here the Lord is trying to show me that these people were watching us. But I'm trying to not pay attention because I'm trying to not be in fear about this kind of stuff. And then I realized that's not fear, that's wisdom. And so anyway, so, that, so basically they saw us, they saw us get the money and they tried to get us and they did get one person, I think it was like $600 or something. And, but I had the big bucks, okay? Like I, I had quite a few thousand on me. So they start, <laughs> they're chasing us, but we didn't know it. I'm telling you all the truth, it's hilarious. So they're chasing us women. The men had gone to report to the police. We're going, and um, somebody there recognizes that, no, somebody there recognized them as we're trying to go out the door where the security guard is. I'm hilarious. I start speaking in tongues really loud, screaming and shaking really hard on the power of God, and I, I'm speaking in their language. They're trying to steal from me. They're trying to steal from me. I'm using the gift of speaking in tongues. I didn't know it. And I'm like, what the, whatever it is. And it's like, they're stealing from me. They're stealing. So the guard looks up. The guys who are behind us trying to get ready to grab our purse and stuff, they heard me start, sh I was shaking, like, you know, convulsing, <laughs> you know, real wild, sh real wild shaking and screaming. They're trying, I didn't know I was screaming. They're trying to, they're trying to steal from me or rob me or something. I didn't know that's what I was saying. Somebody else told me that's what I was saying later because I was speaking in tongues. And so they looked around, and the security guards there. So they rushed past us and ran out. And then one of the people in our group, I think it was Beth, recognized them and said, oh, my gosh, that's the one who, they were the ones watching us at the bank. So now we're all freaking out. This is hilarious. We run out the door to the van. Well, Beth, who's used to this kind of thing, she's like, look, we've got to get out of here because they will block our van in and rob us. 
So we're all jumping in the van like crazy women, and we just step on it and get out of there. We don't know. We left all the guys inside the mall. So we don't even know if they'll know where we were parked or anything. And we're running. We're, we're, just, we're not sure these people aren't chasing us. This is hilarious. Am I telling the truth, Karen? And we drive down to some doorway, and the guys all come running out and jump right in the van, and we all take off. Without, we didn't have cell phones. We had nothing. So, but the story I was going to say, this person who did lose their money, and it was very upsetting to them, and I think that canceled some charge cards, but God gave them money everywhere they went. They didn't even come home empty-handed. They never, they never couldn't buy what they wanted to buy. They had food. For, am I telling the truth? I'm not going to say, but the person knows I am. But anyway, how good is God? Amen? How good is God? Satan comes and tries to ruin your time, steal from you, do all this stuff, and God turns it into this adventure where you know how faithful he is. Amen? People, it's time to get in the adventure called the kingdom of God. Amen? Everybody, Christians just waste their lives acting like everybody else and go to church and sing a little bit. I want you to get so real about God and his kingdom this year that you, where you go, you bring, you know that you have Holy Spirit with you. You know that you're praying. Don't do it in arrogance, amen? Do it with love. Be asking for love as you're asking for God to give you his anointing, his power, amen? The two go together. You want the love of God to release healing to people around you, to encourage people around you, to have a really powerful walk in God. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching. Then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster, Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.